Welcome to the School of Risk podcast, where successful risk takers are made and celebrated. Our mission is to help you become successful risk takers. I am your host, Chizubele Gudo, and today with me on the show is my very good friend, Naj Zakaria. Naj is the founder and CEO of Coco Dreams, a luxury brand's specializing in eco-friendly, vegan, natural, and handmade essential oil candles and beauty products. To enjoy our daily shows, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the School of Risk Podcast. Also subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast channels such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or any of the apps you listen to your podcast on so you don't miss a thing. We will be there. Ladies and gentlemen, my fellow risk takers, I am so excited to have my good friend here, Naj. Isn't it great when you have people in your circle who you share experiences with on this journey of life? In today's episode, Naj and I will be talking about the challenges of being a wife, mother, and an entrepreneur all at the same time. We explore the realities of having the right mindset to achieving your purpose and you will get to experience how she does it during this show today. This episode sheds light into what women like Naj have to sacrifice in order to build the dream that she wants for her family and herself. Risk takers, it's time to go to school. Yes, the School of Risk Podcast. Welcome. Welcome, Naj, to the School of Risk Podcast. Thank you, Chis. Thank you for having me. I know we've been talking about it for some time, and I've been waiting to have you on. You are my favorite risk taker, <laughs> and that's why I want you on this show. I have to Thank bring you, you so you can share your remarkable experience. Sure. Now, sure. Please introduce yourself and let our listeners know who you are and what you do. Okay, so my name is Naj. Oh, because I'm in the bedroom. I'm in the bedroom. My daughter wakes up 50 million times a night. Check, um, check, check this out. <laughs> check this out, risk takers. She's doing a podcast from the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, so it's not worth me going to another room because she wakes up so often. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it's a good place to start because um, I ended up having to leave my full-time permanent employment because um, I'm a new mum. Well, I'm not a new mum. There's seven years between my kids, but I I had another one. And um, we just had a lot of challenges with her. She she wakes up all the time. She doesn't eat, um, sleep well. So I went back to work and I was literally getting no sleep whatsoever. So I was on zero hours sleep and then working full time and I ended up leaving. So ended up leaving my job work wasn't very accommodating with my situation um so I just left I thought I'm not going to I've got other priorities now and if they can't accommodate for me then see you later 
Um, so yeah, I left work, but whilst I was on maternity leave, I, I really wanted to do something creative. I wanted to do something for myself. Um, so, okay, let me rewind a little bit. Okay, sure, please while, go ahead. Whilst on maternity leave, um, there's a couple of things going in, in the pipeline. Me and my husband were looking to buy a restaurant in Christchurch, Bournemouth. Um, my husband also got made redundant just before my daughter was born. Okay. So at this point, I think he also just felt like he wanted to work for himself. Okay. So my daughter was born February 2020. And, um, you know, so he was out of a job at, at that time when she was born. But, you know, he's, he's, a, very, he's a very smart guy. And I, I felt like we both felt like he was wasting potential. Mm -hmm. you know helping make money for other people but he could be making money for himself mm -hmm. so we yeah I mean purchasing a restaurant was a, a long and very risky journey because unfortunately oh, all of, quick yeah? question yeah were you and your husband out of work at the same time I was on maternity leave okay you were maternity leave so basically yeah. you know pretty much almost the same situation yeah almost except i had the security of going back to a going job back to work yeah okay. yeah so um yeah it, it was a big decision it was an expensive decision um and we went ahead and purchased the restaurant so that this we purchased the restaurant in august 2020 and um obviously all of covid was happening so we pretty much got hit by every single covid and brexit dilemma going Mm -hmm. Okay, from staff shortages to chicken shortages, um, you know, to struggling to get certain produce in, um, just, just, just everything, everything I can. Obviously, the lockdown. So at, at some point, we were only doing takeaways. Mm -hmm. um, just, just yeah, ev everything. Um, and then recently as well, uh, when the fuel prices went went sky high. Yes. That was affecting us because we do our own deliveries. Um, so everything, everything was affecting us. And, um, but, you know, we just had to keep going. We had to keep going. We knew there was a, a silver lining. Well, if, initially when lockdown happened, you know, we thought, well, when, when, lockdown, when lockdown is over, there's a silver lining. So let's look forward to that. The difficult thing for us was that he was hardly home. Okay, so because of the staff shortages, I just had a baby. He was hardly home. Um, even now, you know, he's he's at work quite a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, because he's managing the place. Um, you know, he knows he can manage it more effectively than anybody else, so he likes to be there. Um, but also due to staff shortages, he ends up having to fill the gaps. Um, so that's the restaurant journey. Um, in a nutshell. Um, how is that you, going now? Now it's, you know, God bless is doing very well, cheers, it's doing very well. Um, you know, we've we've been we've had a lot of bookings, a lot of busy periods. I think people were a bit hesitant, you know, lockdown, open close, open close, people didn't know what to do. Um, but since we've been out of lockdown for a while, it's 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 been doing well. Yeah, Amazing. it's been doing well. That's so um, positive, no matter what. Of course, yeah, yeah. So you know, the hard work does shut down and went out of business during during the COVID last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being a new business, you know, that could have easily happened. Yeah. I mean, the, the good thing was that it was already an established restaurant when we took it over. But 
it was like we were starting again because of all the challenges we faced. Yeah. Um, and even now there are sacrifices being made because he's gone back to work again tonight. I've got two kids at home that I need to deal with. Um, two very energetic kids, by the way. <laughs> um, or that's life. So that's life, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it is worth it. But, yeah, there, there are still sacrifices being made in terms of family time and, um, you know, family life, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes, I know. Um, yes. But I know, you know, the other thing is, just, um, I think we both underestimated how stressful it is to run your own business like you know on the one hand we were sort of what's the word like um I, I, I can't think of the word right now but because yeah. you know the restaurant did you think was, it was going to be smooth sailing no 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 we didn't think it was going to be smooth sailing but we had that um reassurance of the security that it was an established business before we bought right. it right um, but obviously, when we took it over, it was almost like starting again because of all the Brexit and COVID and everything. Um, so it was almost like, yeah, okay. So we had a we have a customer base, but since you know taking over and managing it the way he has, um, we've gained loads of new customers. So you know we we have people leaving other restaurants to come to eat at our restaurant regulars. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it is, it is very stressful, especially when there's staff shortages. You don't know who's going to fill in the gaps of front of house, back of house, deliveries. You're constantly thinking you have to make sure you're doing all the legal and compliant aspects as well. Yeah. Um, to make sure that you're not, you know, breaching the law in any way. Um, yeah, so, you know, it was a leap of faith. I think it was a good choice. We're looking to expand um in the that's next great couple of years. congratulations thank you yeah. in about just yeah. a year so you, you know expansion plans are in the works well that's it we don't have space to expand the current restaurant so we you know hopefully another one in the making somewhere yes um so yeah that's 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 kind of like the restaurant you got you guys story. got the risk taker attitude here <laughs> the right risk taker attitude here <laughs> And you know what? I, I'm loving this. I'm gonna I'm gonna get your husband. I would love to get your husband on the show. <laughs> of course. I would love to get him on the show. I want to hear this journey in his entirety from his perspective. Of course, yeah, because he's been there, you know, he's been physically there. So he'll be able to give you more amazing um yeah, more in-depth experience firsthand. Yes. Now let's bring this back to you. Yeah. You know okay. where I'm going with this. Yeah. <laughs> sure sure so I wanted to do something creative while I was on maternity leave and I it, it just started off really small you know selling to family and friends but more and more people getting interested so the business is called Coco Dream the reason it's called Coco Dream is because I love chocolate I'm a complete chocoholic I'm I'm just I'm hopeless you know me when we dark work together white, I, dark or white I, chocolate I, um, well dark or milk, or milk. yeah um but you know if, if if you remember when we worked together I ate chocolate every day so I know um yeah yeah I do like good quality dark chocolate yeah um but obviously my my goods aren't edible there I started off with bath and body products using um organic shea butter and raw cocoa butter so you know it's a sustainable brand 
um, everything is either biodegradable or recyclable. Um, but it's like a luxury bath and body products. That's what I started with. A massage oil candle, which we briefly discussed. Yes, yes. Um, which My is favorite. absolutely heavenly. Yes. Um, and a bath bomb, which I was saying, you know, it, it's full of um, moisturizing properties and essential oils and a moisture bar as well. Yes. So I started off with that either individually or a gift set and then I expanded into fragrance um, candles and my signature scent is like masculine, sensual, um, you know, the, the the smells have been a hit with men as well, which is, I've been really pleased with. My products have been a hit with men as That's well, good. you know, and, you know, candles, bath and body, people just associated with females, right? Mm -hmm. Even my packaging, you can see that the black jar is quite masculine. It is, I love um, it. So, yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing. And, um, I was just saying as well that because I'm doing this solely by myself, I now understand the real stress of being self-employed because, um, you know, I, I initially only bought a small amount of, of stock. And when you buy small amounts of stock, it's very expensive. Yes. Your profit margins are smaller and you don't benefit from economies of scale. Yes. Um, and then I very quickly ran out of jars. So I was just saying that my business has been on hold for nearly a year or maybe less because I, I didn't have any jars chairs and I didn't want to change my jars um, because people love them it, it has a, a slight curve to the bottom I could have got a different design but I thought you know what I really like this design so I kept holding out kept holding out and I've managed to get my hands on on a large order was it because so, the manufacturers were not making those jars as much? Yeah, there was there was supplier issues. So I was getting them from a Northern Irish supplier. Um, and they were having, you know, supply issues for months and months. And, you know, you'd have to look out if the stock's coming in, you have to order it straight away because it would just go and they wouldn't bring it back. Um, but what he said was that the cost of making the jars was going up because it's a very good quality, heavy-duty glassware. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he was like, it was going up significantly and it would not be feasible to pass the cost on to us. Okay, he said the price increase That's would be really too good much. Of him. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess he he knew that people would just maybe wouldn't buy it because it eats into your margins. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, the cost of each candle for me at the beginning to make was very expensive. Yeah. And, 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 and I need to obviously make um, margins on them. So, you know, I'm doing everything myself. So I was saying to you that, you know, I designed the logo. I did my own website. My husband helped me with that sort of stuff. Um, but, but ultimately, you know, I finished it off. Um, and now I'm printing my labels at home because it is very expensive to order your labels. Um, and just the stress of all of it, it's a lot. So the, the kids go to bed around eight, nine o'clock, and then I work till about one or two in the morning. That's the only time wow. I have to do wow. to do the work. So um, that's why, you know, Porsches has been chasing me <laughs> to do this interview. <laughs> no, listen, the whole, the whole, the whole idea about this, this, this podcast is walking around people because everyone is busy. We're all doing mm, things to try different to make, things. Uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever it is we're doing, you know, successful, yeah. our purpose successful. So, yeah. and I understand the dynamics with you as well, because you've got young children as well, yeah. you know, so that 
comes in. I, I mean, you having to you having to take this podcast now at what time is it? It's 10, 11 at night. <laughs> and you're talking in low tone because your daughter is, you know, it's sensitive yeah. noise. Yeah, she wakes you know, up all the time. And you're in the bedroom there having to adapt. I mean, yeah. if we don't, call, if you don't call that risk taking and adapting, <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to call that? My goodness, that's amazing. That mean, is amazing. Add, I mean, to add to it, I run between the room and the office every half an hour because she keeps waking up. So my work is disturbed. Do you know what I mean? So it is difficult because, like, you know, parenting is the hardest job in the world. You, yes, every, it is. Every, and every child is different. So everybody's experience is different. Um, and I find it challenging. You know, both my kids, they have different needs. And and my daughter's so attached to me. I can't do any work in the day. She's just, mommy, mommy, carry me, carry me, you know, this, that. Um, so, yeah, on the one hand, I'm sometimes, some days I'm just like, you know, why am I doing this? I should be watching telly, relaxing, and the kids are in bed. Instead, I'm in the office till two in the morning. <laughs> wow, look at that. <laughs> I, I, why do you, I mean, why, why do you have to, you know, I, I'm going to say this because sometimes people ask me, where do I get the time to do all the things I'm doing? Mm. Mm. And I say to them, you got to know what your purpose is and what you want to achieve and make the sacrifices necessary to achieve them. Yeah. Is that what you find in your case? Yeah, definitely. I mean, how should I put it? Like, if you really want to do something, you make the time, right? Absolutely. It's like if you, if you want to be with somebody, you make the time for them. Yes. Um, and it's like, I, I feel like life is a constant compromise and sacrifice anyway you know and especially for women you know it's why is it why is it especially for women well look at my experience you know unfortunately I've had a really hard time with my daughter went back to work they wouldn't allow me to take one day off a week and I've many got people all this, face that. Many women face that yeah, challenge. I mean, I've, I mean, you know, like I said, I wasn't even now. You know, I, I don't sleep. So, um, and I had lots of annual leave left. And I said, let me use my annual leave to take one day off a week. And they said no. And it's just the constant juggling. You know, the the, the kids do tend to turn to mum more often than dad. Yeah. And and that's just a fact. Um, so, you know, you're managing your house, you're managing your job and, you know, you can't have it all. Unfortunately, something always has to give. Yes. Um, so even now, you know, when I'm it, every moment of the day, I'm thinking about my business. You know, I need to do this. I need to do that. Or, you know, or I have this idea. So I'm, I've got some new product lines coming out, you know, so you feel guilty for your headspace being occupied by work all the time. As you say that, it's, it, it's almost, it's, it almost sounds as though the business is another baby. Yeah. Yeah, definitely is another. You cannot, my husband will say exactly the same thing. It is a very high needs baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how you lose sleep when you have a newborn baby? You yes. lose sleep when you have a business, don't you? You do, you do. Right. <laughs> so no definitely I really understand that concept um especially from you know trying to push Coco Dream 
further as well because you know I like I said I'm trying to do everything myself so you know I'm not I don't have my own full-time job so I'm not going to go splashing on marketing and and stuff until I'm in a, in the right place to do it yes so um timing is of the essence as well what do you think yeah. is I absolutely you know I, ha- I had a meeting earlier on today and I was having almost a similar conversation and it's and the, and the questions you know revolve around the seeming many things I seem to have my hands in, mm. and and what I said was, it's all about timing. Everything is not going to materialize at once, so yeah. you need to know how to take an idea, plant that idea, and mm. nurture it through this through the season that particular idea has to go through. Yeah. Because it's like it's like it's like it's like farming. It's like farming different types of um you know plants, crops, or whatever. They all have their different seasons. You don't plant them all at the same time, but the idea is to plant is there, you know. So timing is essential, and that's yeah. why you know you have to really know your product, yeah. your service, your audience, and the seasons around that, so you can walk around that yeah. and. You know, and I see that's what you're doing here. You do now, have to adapt. Has it been yeah. worth? It? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying you do have to adapt. So, for example, my a lot, my yes. can, like my candles, they they're twenty pounds each. Um, I definitely think they're worth it. But absolutely you know, worth it. I have a friend. You know, she's come to me. She's like, oh, you know, she loves my products, but she spent too much money. So I'm making miniature gift sets. Okay. You know, so Good to, idea. To, suit, to suit everybody's. Budgets, yes, yes. but it's it's time consuming. Making those tiny candles are very, they're so finicky and it's difficult. So, uh, you know, it's almost like okay, they're they're selling at twenty pounds. Am I then going to isolate the lower end of the market? Mm-hmm. But I know what my products are worth, so I don't want to reduce the price. You know, it's actually quite expensive for me to make one. Yeah. So no, no, why why you're on that subject on that topic? Let let's just buttress this a little bit more. Yeah. Talk us about because you're pretty much talking about it now. Talk us, talk us through your product development stage. Yeah. You know, for what? So, let's take let's take this particular product, the candles. Yeah. Yeah. What do you go to? Because they're all made, handmade by you. Yeah. At yeah. home. Yeah. So you know what? I didn't have an organized strategy. I didn't sit there and draw up a business plan to begin with. You know, I was on maternity leave needing some extra stimulation because, you know, full-time exclusively breastfeeding is draining cheers. Yeah. So I'm saying yes, like I know, I don't know. Like, well, well, you might know because you have kids. So <laughs> Well, I know, and, but yeah. I don't know because I've never yeah. done it before, my man. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you understand. Yeah, I, I understand, yes. And, um, you know, I just wanted to do something creative and, you know, I went, I went and did like a... a a really short photoshop course so i could do my own logo because mm-hmm. like i said i was doing everything myself so yeah i started off with, with 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 a concept which was the massage candle and i think you know it's a great idea right what the made you come up with that idea because i've never yours is yours is the first product of that kind that i've ever used there are other massage candles on the market not many um, well, actually, I don't know how many there are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought, you know, this is going to be an amazing gift. I just I just wanted a, a side hustle 
where I did gifts where people just wanted to buy gifts, you know, just to start small. Um, and, you know, I had sustainability at the forefront of my mind all the time. I don't use any plastic. Everything is paper-based. The, the jar is glass. Um, Amazing. For, for people that live nearby, they can recycle their jars. Because um, I, I want to be able for people to reuse their jars, but for them to post it to me and, and me to post it back, you know, ah. if, I offer, if I offer them a discount, the discount is going to be eaten up by the postage. So, you know, it's, it's £3.65.70 to post each way. And I wanted to offer 10% off. So well, it, sending the jars back to you so you can reuse them. Yeah, yeah. So amazing. At the moment, it's just people that live locally that can that can hand it back to me because you know the postage cost now you're you're looking about seven pounds both ways. Yeah. So it's not gonna work, which is unfortunate because um I don't really know how to work around that. How can I offer a discount and pay for postage again? Yeah. Know? So um yeah, and just like you know. I, I was getting really stressed out with the whole the climate situation and global warming and all of that stuff. So I definitely wanted to make sure my brand was was eco-friendly. Yeah. Um, even the wax that I use is an eco-friendly soy wax, um, not the old-fashioned paraffin wax, which is really bad for you yeah. and the environment. Um, so, yeah, like, like I said, I didn't have an organ- organised business plan or anything i just i just jumped inches and i should Sometimes know better you just have to jump in. <laughs> i should know better because um you know i've studied business yeah but i just felt like i had to work around my kids and just do what i can does that Absolutely. make sense it does it does make sense because sometimes people tend to wait and think you know what i'm going to get everything in place i'll start with a business plan i'll write it out i'll do this i'll do that i didn't start my business on a business plan our right. business you know on a written business plan because your business plan is first a mental one you have to have it in your head and it's right there right you know this is what you want to do yeah and you just take the action what is more important is taking the action to yeah. get that idea into yeah. some some form of tangible product or service that you can offer yeah. to your audience yeah yes I, and that that's just the way I see it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing a business plan or anything like that, but sometimes it's just an overkill. Yeah. Depending on the, the documentation type of and, yes. and the, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. most people find it daunting and sometimes they end up not even doing it at all. How has the journey been? It's How been... has it been? You know, you've left the job, you know, you're mm. an entrepreneur now, you have your own brand. You also yeah. you also have the restaurant business with your husband. Yeah. You have how has the journey been? Because a lot of people listening to this may be in your situation, situation yeah. that you were in before. They yeah. are mothers, they want to leave, you know, the job, they want to start a business, they don't know how. Mm. You know, would you encourage anyone in your position to do the same thing? And why? Well, when we initially bought the restaurant because um obviously the restaurant is more established than coco dream um and it's running every day you know um one thing i said to my husband was i'm really glad we've got something that's independent to everything else it's ours okay so regardless of what's going on with 
COVID or legislation or this and that. We've got our own um, independent bubble. Does yes. that make sense? Yes, like, yes, yes. Like, for, for example. You have control over it. You have control. For example, I'm not anti-vax. I've been vaccinated, both yes. of them. But if now my workplace said I needed to be vaccinated to work to work there, I've got my own say over my own business and how I and what what to do with my body and what to Absolutely. do with Absolutely you know? not someone else telling you what to do yeah. with your body. Yeah. And and the creativity of it. So, you know, we were in the process of coming up with a Christmas menu and um I came up with chocolate and blueberry samosas. Amazing cheers. You need to try oh, them. Um okay. so you know it's it's I'm placing orders place where yeah you need to come you know check out it's it's cashmerechristchurch.co.uk we've got 4.6 please repeat that website again i'm going to to get you to repeat that and to put it all there and i've never had uh you know i've never had this sort of samosas before repeat that again is it raspberry samosa um no it was well we haven't finalized the christmas menu yet cheers so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna (laughs) emphasize that but you know our restaurant is is in Christchurch, and um, you know you can just type in Kashmir restaurant and it'll come up right at the top. Yeah, and it's the website is um, Kashmir Christchurch, I believe. Yeah, KashmirChristchurch dot com, um, and we've got what's our rating? We've got four point six stars um, on on our reviews. Amazing. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, due, during COVID, you know, when there was a chicken shortage, yes. um, we had problems with some of the chicken that we bought. It, it wasn't the same quality and, and we knew it. But it's like, how can we just not sell it at all? So we tried this different chicken and it wasn't good cheers, you know, so we did have some complaints. Yes. We did have some complaints and, and it's unfortunate because it was out of our control. So, you know, where we have had... A review that's not been great there's always been it's always it's always been an exception and we're really proud of that amazing, you know, amazing. there's always been a, a reason behind it it's not the norm so um yeah yeah um you know it's it's interesting hearing this because sometimes small businesses don't think about uh, uh what i call or what we call in risk external factors things mm. that are out of your control so you've mm. had the impact of brexit okay brexit we knew was coming but we didn't know we didn't know how it was going to affect businesses no and then covid no one knew covid was going to you know um, happen yeah and that has affected small businesses yeah why is it important? yes absolutely why do you think it's important for small businesses to be aware of some of these external factors that may impact their business and have some kind of a plan B in place? So it's so difficult, Chiz, because with this situation, with all all these dilemmas we face with Brexit and COVID, there was no plan B. And there was there, there was no possibility of a plan B. So let me give you an example. Please. Eastern European workers in the hospitality sector were in abundance. Okay, they were they were readily available. There were plenty of them, and there were lots of them working in Indian restaurant kitchens as well. When um, a lot of them left, there was a shortage in the kitchens. Brexit. Yeah, there was a shortage in the kitchens after Brexit. What then happened was the remaining workers in the market. Obviously, it's a supply and demand basic logic. 
they became highly in demand. They can walk out of your restaurant tomorrow and get a job the next day. So, you know, that has happened to us where, you know, it's a good environment, it's a good place to work. They've been offered 20 quid more elsewhere, they go. Mm. So, you know, because now they're so in demand. High attrition ratio. Yeah, yeah. So because they're so in, in high in demand now, they they don't they don't care they can get a job anywhere so that's been really difficult even trying to retain staff because they've become really fickle the power's in their hands now yeah um and what do you do in that situation you can go to the job center you can you can approach agencies you can do all of those things you know but if you're still not getting the workers in what could you have possibly done to prevent that not much yeah, and then you've got the, the the chicken issue, right? So going back to the the lorry drivers and and Brexit and all that stuff, chickens not coming in. What can you possibly do, Chiz? Not much. So it's it's almost like if you think about these things too much, you won't do it. You won't do it. Yes. I mean, I... it's imp- it's important to be aware, yes, because it's stressful. But um, did we know Brexit was? I mean, even though we knew Brexit was coming, even our politicians didn't know the impacts, right? No, so, they didn't. Okay, so how would we know what's going to happen? Mm. And then COVID, like you said, came out of nowhere. Again, you know, get conflicting guidance, this, that, blah, blah. This is just no way you can plan, right? And then the power's in the government's hands because they were putting the, the laws and the rules out there. Yeah. No, we're in lockdown. You can't open. You can't do this. You can't do that. Two meters. I mean, when we were two meters apart, our uh, tables were were reduced. So can you imagine how hard the hospitality sector? Less income. Yes. Yeah. So um, it's uh, it's yeah. I mean, definitely, it's important to be aware that things can go wrong. But I wouldn't say to delve into this stuff too much because you can't control it. Absolutely. Fortunately, we we've survived, but I know some places haven't. Um, Why do you think they didn't survive? These ones that they didn't survive because there were loads of them. You know, um, do you think mindset has something to do with this? I think. Um, I think because you guys have handled it well, given yeah. the fact that you are it's a new business. Yeah. And some of the ones that have gone out of business, I know, I know locally here in Milton Keynes, you know, one company, one brand, they're in the hospitality business, they've gone out of business. It's and they, one of their, one of their, they, they had to close one of their new businesses, although they've been established in that yeah. sector, but um, they couldn't cope. I think. Yeah. But you guys have just was... started, but you've been successful and you've ridden the wave of that, of, of mm-hmm. that, um, of COVID basically. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I think it's down to, um, obviously, we were still doing takeouts. And we were getting by by doing just takeouts. But I think there probably would have been maybe larger restaurants um, where just the takeouts wasn't enough. You know, you've lost the customers coming in, sitting down, ordering drinks, spending more money. you know, you're now solely re- relying on takeaways. Remember as well, you've got the delivery companies that take up to up to forty percent off. Up to so then, what the businesses do is they add that cost onto the menu. Right, so, and, so, and that increases cost. In, well, it it makes eating out too expensive. Mm. 
you know, so if I go and deliver, you know, restaurants that are adding an extra 35% on just to cover the, the cost of using delivery or Uber Eats, we, didn't, we don't use those. We have our own delivery drivers. Um, but again, you know, that comes with its own stresses because you need the workers. So that probably helped the fact that we didn't have to use another company and increase our prices because that would have put people off from yeah. ordering, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think for lots of restaurants, just having their own delivery drivers is not feasible because you're then paying them regardless of whether the orders are coming in or not. Yes. Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely, so, yes. Um, whereas these, the are, these, are, these are logistic issues that, that, yeah. that you have to manage. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, with, with you know, restaurants and places like that that, that haven't managed to survive, it, it would be down to the fact that eating in was closed for so long. You know, okay, you had furlough, but then people that went on furlough decided to find different careers. You know, yeah. they, they, they decided to find other jobs and, um, you know, for, for the Indian restaurant sector, it, it's been a lifeline for unskilled Asian workers. Mm. So I'm not saying being a chef is an unskilled job, but, um, you know, there are all those workers there, but now the demand for them is high. It's higher. Yeah. Yeah. So mm, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And, and, and that's great advice there because, you know, like you were saying earlier, you know, if, Sometimes you just have to get up and go and just do what you got to do, regardless of, you know, what, what the li limitations may be, whether you know them mm. or you don't know them. Otherwise, you're not going to start. Yeah. You know, and, um, yeah. And that, that is something that, you know, it's encouraging to hear. And a lot of our listeners are going to really, you know, be encouraged by that because, you know, we all will always face obstacles along the way in whatever respects that we are, you know, whatever it is we're trying to achieve. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But and if you yeah. if you if you if you spend so much time thinking about those obstacles, that's going to impact you, and you may end up not taking that journey to accomplish your purpose. Yeah. Now, has it all been worth it, and what's the future looking like? Um. Yes, it's definitely been worth it. I'm proud of what we've achieved. I know it has. I'm great to um, hear that. I mean, like I said, there are sacrifices when a husband is at home for weeks sometimes. Um, but it's given me the freedom to not have to go back to permanent employment just yet if I don't want to. Yes. You know, and the cards, I'm holding the cards. So, you know, it's given me that stability. It's given me that freedom um, to just focus on the kids and ride out this period of my life or whatever um and yeah i mean I'm, who knows what will happen going forward if, if we expand then yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be helping him with that i won't have time to you know ever go back into full-time employment so yeah I'm, I'm i'm proud of what's been achieved i'm proud of him and and, and the work he's been putting in and i'm also proud of little coco dream which is going places <laughs> absolutely you know absolutely i you know i'm really proud of you and your husband i'm proud of you Naj, because i know you know how you've had to you know leave your job and managing the children and in the midst of that starting coco dream you know that is remarkable 
you are an Thank amazing you. woman and a, an amazing <laughs> risk taker you know I, and you know and, and that's why i want to bring you on <laughs> that's why i want to bring you on you know i'm sure our friends you know our friends are going to listen to this and they'll be thinking whoa what's going on here what's going on? <laughs> what's going on here these guys are doing you know things that we're not doing yeah you know yeah. and that, that that's amazing and encouraging and you know it's what we want to do we want to share our stories we want people to know that they too you know are you know can accomplish whatever 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 it is they, they, they set their minds to you know yeah. not allowing fear because you could have thought to yourself you know what i've got the safety the safety blanket of a salary i'm just going to take it mm. Yeah, you know, mm. but then yeah. you are not going to have the benefits you have now. The time you spend with your children, you know, building this business, getting to know your children as they grow up. And yeah. I know you've got you have to make a lot of sacrifices right now. Yeah, you know, you won't be able to stay up late at night to work on your business if you have to go to work in the morning. <laughs> no, 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 you can't. You can't. Yeah, and, and you are. And, and what, what would you say about building a business and? being in employment in relation to the people you are meeting now because it's a different journey well it is a different journey you know I'm at a point you know I'm not you don't have that daily interaction a lot of my work is done by myself because I, I do everything myself but you know I'm not I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing you know the designing the making you know whatever the different ideas that I have so you know I'm not missing the interaction with your colleagues that you would have on a daily basis because yes. the benefits outweigh that Absolutely. But, um, I mean it might not be suitable for everybody some people do need that um, adult interaction um, but it depends on the type of business that you do for what you're doing Chiz you're talking to people all the time you're yes. you know you're working with people um, and slowly I'll be doing the same thing. I'm going to a zero waste market, which I'm really excited about because it represents what my business stands for. Um, and that will be this month as well. So, yeah, I think slowly, slowly I will be making more interactions with people and different businesses. Um, but you know what? I'm at a stage in my life where, you know, I've, I've, I'm, I'm happy to just doing what I'm doing now I don't need to be speaking to people regularly and moaning about how I didn't get any sleep last night <laughs> <laughs> and you know and my husband is my best friend so perfect you know that's amazing I, I mean even yesterday I was having a bit of uh problem with my logo and he, he helped me and we managed to work it out together and and it's just really great to be able to work with your partner so you know it's it's good it's, it's and good. in that way you you are you are both coming together you have an opportunity to work together and also grow in your marital relationship with your husband yes you know, whereas you know if you were in the full-time employment that may be a struggle because sometimes you may be working different times or yeah. even when you come back at the same time from work you're both tired yeah, yeah. and it's about going to sleep and your life is all about just the weekend yeah, no, it's true because, uh, yeah, you're, you're both occupied in different places um, and it is hard. It is hard to make time for each other, whereas if you're working together, you're already spending time with each other. Um, and, you know, 
every now and again you go for dinner and you inevitably do end up talking about work but it's okay because it's fun exactly so you know cheers you need to find a life partner that's gonna work I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Don't worry. Ladies, ladies, cheers is single. I'm getting there. I will be, I, I, will, I will give you, I will give you the, the, the news real the news. soon, real soon. There's something going on. Just don't worry. I'll, I'll tell you about it when, when I'm ready. Look, now you're isolating the females listening to your podcasts. You're telling them you're taken. Are you happy to are you happy well, to be saying I'm this? not I'm not telling anyone I'm taking. I'm not saying that. Don't put words <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> but I'm saying I'm working on something. You work well, sounds like you're working on somebody just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, uh, well, I will say that yet, but <laughs> you're putting me on the spot here right now, Nat. <laughs> On your podcast. <laughs> on my podcast. <laughs> you flipped it on me. <laughs> yeah, flipped it on me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, no, I, mm, I, I this is why we this is why we got on well as colleagues, isn't it? I know, I know, I know. And that yeah. is why I had to bring you on, you know, and that's why I hassled you. I must get you on. I know you're busy. I know you've got the babies. We're gonna make it work somehow. And we've made it work. And I want to say thank you to you because you have just taken, I mean, I've, I've not had this before where, you know, I've had to, or I've not heard anyone say they've had to take a meeting. Maybe they do. A lot of women may, maybe do that, you know, when they have, you know, children in the bedroom late at night, having a meeting on the phone or on yeah. Zoom or something. We're on Zoom. It's what's the time now? It's, um, it's almost 11 at night. <laughs> It's worth it though. It's always it's, it's worth, worth it. it and it's been yeah. fun, you know, and yeah. we've shared valuable experiences together and helping yeah. our listeners know that they too, you know, can have that right mindset and be successful risk takers. I've yes. got one question for you. I've got one question for you now. That's okay. Now, That's I, okay. I, I tend to I tend to ask these questions. Not that I tend, I ask this question at the end, towards the end of every episode. And it's what I call the superhero risk question. Right. Okay. Yes. And I always ask, if you okay. were to pick one superhero, real or fictional, and say that you guys have something in common, who would it be? Who would you say mirrors you or have the qualities that you are, they have the qualities that you have? Or the risk-taking ability that you have. Because Batman. Because Batman, why is dark. everybody going for Batman? Because <laughs> number one, everyone is saying Batman. Why Batman? Because uh, he's an underdog. He's a dark horse, isn't he? Yeah. And he he moves in the dark. Yeah. Is that, is that why you walk late at night? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bat. You're a bat. <laughs> Your circumstances, you know, means you have to walk more at night. <laughs> That's it, yeah, nocturnal, nocturnal, like, yes. like Batman. But um, no, to be honest, he, he's my favourite superhero. I don't I don't have many. I love all the Batman movies, so I yeah. don't even know all the superheroes. Um, I don't like Spider-Man. Uh, I don't like the Hulk. 
<laughs> I don't I don't like Captain America. <laughs> okay. You're going to get some of these, you know, some of some of the listeners who love these last superheroes, you know. So beefing you right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I don't I don't um yeah, I, I don't watch that many superhero films. Yeah. I really like I, Batman. What is what is it about Batman, you know, that you know, that that really, you know, um impresses well, you? Well, what Batman is it about him? He, so, you know, he, if if you read the comics or you watch the films, he's got two groups, isn't it? The group of people that support him and the group of people that don't. That don't, yes. So you know, you know, he, they, they don't. Do you have that? Don't. Do you have that? Do you have that in your life now? Um, those no, two, those, I don't. Those two groups of people. I don't have that, but I think everyone has two sides. Yes. You know, um, people think like I'm. I, I don't know. I think people think I'm quite timid, but I'm actually very strong-minded. You? Who would think that? <laughs> <laughs> they don't know you. <laughs> like, if you meet me, I think people just think I'm very, I don't know, just, um, I don't know what the word is, Cheers. Like, it's very hard. Like, I'm very, I have very thick skin. I used to be a secondary school teacher, so you need a thick skin for that. Oh, that... It's, wait, you didn't bring that out earlier on. Look at you. No, with, I you didn't. Were a no. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. And you need extremely thick skin to, to be a secondary school teacher in London. So, um, and even the pupils had the same perception of me. Oh, you know, Miss Zacharia. And then all of a sudden the, the voice comes out and it's like, oh, I didn't know she could shout. <laughs> Teacher qualities. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no. Um, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Just, just the resilience, right? Being resilient in life um, is important and yeah. people deal with things in different ways. So Absolutely. just make sure you've got your outlet, make sure you've got somebody to, to give you good advice. Because yes. not everybody not everybody gives good advice. Um, and, and make sure you've got people around you that support you. It's very important. Yeah. So for example, when I first started Cocoa Dream, very, very small, it's still small, but um, I had a lot of support from my friends and that gave me the first boost that I needed, you know. Well, they like the products so I can carry on, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. So just having a, a support bubble or a network or just someone you can turn to or, you know, Chiz, the risk guru who can advise you on things. <laughs> um, yeah. Absolutely. Yes, and important. I find that to be the same as well. You do need that support network because, um, you know, it, uh, you've, you've probably heard that many times that when you start your own business, when you become an entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is lonely because not a lot of people are doing it. Mm. You have to find your own support network, you know, yeah. and they don't have to be people who are in business, but people who are supporting what you were doing and encouraging you and giving you advice. That yeah. is essential. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely but yeah. then but then also to have someone to tell you when you need to take a break yes and i think just you need that actually sometimes. someone so i i have been told that i have to stop working at night by nine o'clock every night right so okay. and i've I, I received a message earlier on saying are you still working <laughs> With an angry, oh. with an angry emoji uh, face. Uh, uh, I'm assuming this is from the some somebody, yeah. I didn't say nothing. Oh, Chisubel, Chisubel, oh. laying all your cards out. Oh. <laughs> it's my support network. It's your support. My support network is advising me. 
I'm, I'm glad. It's, you know what? The fact that you've given this one person the title of support network says a lot about this person. This person is a whole network by themselves. <laughs> well, you to have a network, you need people. <laughs> yeah, but this is one person you're talking about. You're not fooling leeches. You can cut this bit out of the podcast. Okay, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, li- I'll leave it in. I'll leave it in. <laughs> I'll leave it in, though, so people get to know that we also... We, we are relaxed on here and we like to We're have relaxed. a chat. It's the podcast, yeah. but it's not all, you know, stiff upper lip and all stiff that. Stiff upper no. lip, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not the royal family. We like to laugh as well. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, lastly, you know, if people want to reach out to you on Coco Dream and, you know, buy your products or, you know, reach out to you, how can they reach you? So my website, which another thing I didn't realize, you know, you have to register it with Google Business because at the moment, unless you type the address in at the top, it doesn't come up. So I'm sorting that out. Yeah. And it's cocodream.co.uk. It's cocodream, C-O-C-O dream.co.uk. Fantastic. And social media, you know, um, handles? Yeah, so Instagram, what is it? It's uh, coco.dream underscore. Fantastic. Yes. Thank you, Naj. It's been, it's been, it's been awesome. It's been oh, wonderful having no, you yes. on. Um, thank and thank you for adapting, you know, despite baby waking up every yeah. now and then. Thank it's you for fun. adapting. You know, you are a true risk taker. We like to bring people like you on. Just ordinary people. It's not about bringing in the big names or anything like that. I'm not all about that. It's about ordinary, ordinary people doing remarkable things. And you are one of them. So thank, thank you, you Chase. Thank you for pleasure. having me. <laughs> thank you. Pleasure. Good night. Yeah, yeah. Good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Risk takers. If you would like to listen to more inspiring shows like this one, don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at our handle, The School of Risk Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or any of the apps you listen to your podcast on so you don't miss out on future episodes. Until next time, risk takers, stay focused on your purpose and let us grow the risk takers tribe.